Hi there. Welcome to Ask Away, a podcast for kids about the Bible and the questions kids have about the Bible. My name is Meredith, and I'm here with my own kids, Riley, who's eight, and Peyton, who's five. Hi. Hi. We tell Bible stories here, but telling stories is only half of what this podcast is for. We do love that part, but there's another reason that we make this show. It is to be sure you know that when it comes to the Bible, every question is okay, and you can ask away. We're so glad you're listening for today's story episode. We will tell the Bible story, and Riley and Peyton will jump in along the way to ask about what they notice or wonder or think is weird. Then after the show, we hope you'll join in. What did you notice, wonder, or think was weird? Record it as a question and send it to askawaypodcast at gmail.com or make a Voxer message where there is Askaway Podcast. When you do, please tell us your first name and your age. Now, let's dive into the story. We left off last episode knowing that both the Roman leaders and the religious leaders wanted Jesus gone. To the Romans, Jesus was dangerous for not being loyal to their empire. To the religious leaders, Jesus was dangerous for saying God was doing new things, bringing God's kingdom to earth, and that he was king of it. So they made a plan to kill Jesus. That would stop Jesus' mission. There'd be no king for this so-called kingdom of God. But nothing can stop God's mission. Nothing can stop the kingdom of God. Nothing can kill God's dream for this world to be full of love goodness, and justice. Still, for a while, it sure seemed like it. One of Jesus's followers, a man named Judas, agreed to work with the leaders so that Jesus could be arrested. They arrested Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane where he had been praying. Jesus had been talking to God about what he knew was coming, that he would die. Jesus felt afraid and alone. Why did Judas do that? Judas did that because he felt afraid. These leaders had the power to arrest Judas too, and he wasn't wanting to get hurt or arrested just for being part of Jesus's group. And so he did it to protect himself, even though it meant betraying Jesus. Later, he will regret this choice a lot. But at the time, he let his fear be really loud, and it caused him to make a not very good choice. Well, why did Jesus not find a different way where he wouldn't die if he can do everything? This is a really good question, especially because if Jesus is fully God and fully a person, couldn't he, as God, stop all this from happening? But the thing is, we believe that by becoming a person, Jesus was able to save all people from sin's effects. But first, all of sin's effects sort of happened to Jesus in one terrible day. But the question you're asking, Jesus asked. He prayed, hey, is there another way? Maybe they could be like Rome. They could spread God's kingdom by winning battles and defeating other people. But no, God does not force people to join God's kingdom. God only invites them. It wouldn't match what God is like to force people by fighting. Or maybe instead they could expand the kingdom by being more flashy. They could show more power, do more miracles. But no, when Jesus did those things, some people understood 
how they were signs of what the kingdom was like, usually the people who had been most hurt by sin's effects. But others, the ones who liked power and being rich and being right, they never did understand. And more miracles wouldn't fix that. No, Jesus was doing this the right way. He was inviting people into God's kingdom by showing love, spending time with folks who felt like outsiders, doing some special signs to show God's power and what God was like, and teaching more about what this kingdom was going to look and feel like. But Jesus wasn't going to impose or impress. He was going to invite. And whatever the consequences were for the work that Jesus had done, They were going to happen, and Jesus wasn't going to use special power to get out of those consequences. So the leaders, both the Roman leaders and the religious leaders, were going to not only reject the invitation to join God's kingdom, but kill Jesus for daring to say that God wanted things to be a whole new way. They liked the old way. In the old way, they're powerful. They're in charge. They're rich. This was their dream. But it wasn't God's dream. God dreams that people will be a team together, not use power over each other. God doesn't want us to be in charge and boss others around or keep as much money as we can while others don't have enough of what they need. For Jesus' entire life, he chose to stay faithful to the way they'd done things. And now, for one terrible day, that would mean that everything broken and hurtful would happen to Jesus. The worst of the world, the opposite of the dream, what we call sin, would all be on him. But he would carry it, just like his cross. And because he was God in a body, he could not only carry all that sin, he could beat it. Jesus would win and sin would lose. But first, the terrible day. After Jesus was arrested, and while he waited for his trial, his guards made fun of him and hit him. They said things like, if you're really a prophet and God gives you messages, then who hit you? Did God tell you that? The next morning, the religious leaders met with Jesus and said, if you're the Messiah, the one God promised to send to us, tell us. But Jesus said, even if I told you, you wouldn't believe me. And they asked, Are you then the son of God? And he replied, you say that I am. Well, to everybody there, this was the same as Jesus admitting that he had God's own authority. He did, after all, as God in a body. But to them, thinking Jesus was just a regular person, this was not okay. People didn't claim to speak for God or to act on God's authority. So the religious leaders took Jesus to Pilate. That's actually a name. He's the Roman leader. And they said, this man, Jesus, is not being loyal to Rome or to Caesar the king. He says he's starting a new kingdom of his own. The Bible tells us Pilate wasn't really sure and didn't think Jesus deserved to be there. So he tried to get out of the situation by sending Jesus to Herod. Not Herod from back when the wise men came, but his son. Why is Herod the same name? That's part of how names worked back then. We didn't do first names and last names. You kept your father's name if you were a boy often and maybe added a number to it, Herod II, or a fancy title like Herod the Great. And so that's how the names worked. So this Herod had been wanting to meet Jesus. 
He hoped Jesus would do a sign or a miracle for him, something flashy. But Jesus was quiet. He didn't answer Herod's questions at all. This was often how Jesus was. Loud about love. Loud about things being right. But quiet about the consequences when people didn't understand. Herod, like Pilate, said, I don't see why we'd kill him. But the crowd began to yell, Crucify him! Over and over. Kill him the way that traitors are killed. After all, he's not loyal to Rome. He's not loyal to our version of religion. We don't want this king or this kingdom. Pilate gave in to the people and ordered for Jesus to be crucified, nailed to a cross. The sign above him, where the crime was displayed, simply said, the king of the Jews. People made fun of him, saying, all this proved he wasn't king of anything. About noon on Friday, the Bible says the sky turned dark and the sun stopped shining. This may be something that really happened, but also the writers in the Bible who tell Jesus' story, they wrote in the style of their time. And in those stories, when somebody very important died, something unusual often happened. Then Jesus said, God, I give you my life. And he died. Jesus let the worst parts of our world, violence, meanness, arrogance, power, lies, selfishness, all that sin came onto him and the weight of it took his life. Jesus' friends and followers were so sad and so confused. If Jesus had died, is their king just gone? And what about the kingdom of God, the beautiful new place where everyone would live together like God was king and so God's goodness and justice would fill everything? Was it gone? It sure felt like the dream of a new kingdom had died. But from the very beginning, God had a dream, remember? Not the kind of dream when we're sleeping, but something very important that God really hoped for. Jesus had come to make that dream real. Back when sin first messed up God's dream, it didn't die. And now, as sin messed up the dream again, it still didn't die. This was not the death of the dream. It was the death of sin. The death of death itself. Still, this was only day one. Everyone had to wait for day three. That's where our story stops for today. Before we go, do you guys have any other questions about this story? How did Jesus die on the cross? Well, this is kind of a sad part. So when a person was killed on a cross, um, two things would be the reason that they would die. The first is that um, on a cross, it's very hard to breathe, and eventually a person couldn't breathe anymore. And the second is that in the process, they got a lot of injuries, um, and they would bleed. And if a person loses a lot of blood, that also causes death. So it was a really um, hard way to die that Rome did on purpose to be uh, cruel. How does it make it hard to breathe? The 
way a person's body was positioned, they were sort of crumpled over where it squished their lungs. And so in order to catch a breath, the person on the cross would need to kind of raise their body up again so that they could take a breath in. And then they'd get tired and they'd relax again, but they were crumpled in a way they couldn't breathe in that relaxed spot. Eventually, they would just get too tired to do that. Why did they give him a crown of thorns? I didn't tell that part earlier on, but you remember that from when we read it in the Bible. Yes, they gave him a crown of thorns to make fun of him. You say you're king of God's kingdom. Here's a crown for you. But we don't think that that is true. We don't think that kingdom is real. So it was a way to be unkind. Oh. Good question. What else? We did Jesus coming to the city as king, and now Jesus dying. Next will be Easter. But how do the three stories fit together? Great question. So first, all three stories happen in the same week. So Jesus' arrival on Sunday to Jerusalem, and then he comes in as king. We call that the triumphal entry. And that begins this last week of his life that now sometimes gets called Holy Week. Second, arriving as king was important to Jesus' mission and his message. He was king, but not the kind who was going to fight Rome. And God's kingdom was here, but it's not a place to visit or to find on a map. It's a group that together trust God for joy and for life. Then during the week, Jesus did a couple of other things that are really important. We just haven't made them into stories yet here on Ask Away. First, he cleared out the temple where the religious people had a whole lot of rituals happening, but the way they were doing them was not connecting them to God's joy and to God's life. And then second, Jesus celebrated Passover with the disciples, the special meal that commemorates God setting them free. And in that meal, he says, hey, I'm making a new promise to you that I'm going to die for the forgiveness of many and that I'm going to give my body so that others will have life. So those are the two other things that happened in that week. And then on Thursday night, after that Passover dinner is when Jesus is arrested. On Friday, he died. And then on Sunday, Jesus was alive again, but we'll get there soon. Now, second, these stories together help us understand the two parts of why Jesus died. The stories together help us see that a little bit. So first part is there are historical reasons that Jesus died. Rome and the religious leaders both thought Jesus was a disruptor, disloyal, a problem. They wanted him dead and gone. But the other part of why Jesus died are more about God's reasons. Jesus was going to stick to his mission to invite everyone into God's family, no matter what. We call that faithful. And as Jesus did that, he defeated sin and death. He made it possible for everyone to reconnect to God's dream about goodness and life for the whole world. That dream we talked about back when we talked about the creation story or how sin entered the world. Jesus made it possible for us to live that dream out again, where it would be all goodness and life for the world again forever. And so these stories sort of connect those two things for us. Those were great questions, you guys. Thank you so much. 
So now it's your turn. We would love to hear your questions. You can record them and send them as an email to askawaypodcast at gmail.com or record them as a Voxer message, V-O-X-E-R, and we're there as Ask Away Podcast. Remember to tell us your first name and your age when you do, and then we will make another episode talking about your questions. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, grown-ups, please rate, review, and subscribe.